0: Hi, Whitney.
1: That's Slawomir Sierokowski, the founder of Krytyka Polityczna in Warsaw and a vocal critic of the Nationalist Conservative Law and Justice Party in Poland. Hi, Slawomir. Um, Hi. He's so much much for our guest to today, today on PS Editor's podcast, where we're going to talk about the so-called illiberal democracy that seems to be on the rise in Poland. I'm Whitney Rana, Associate Editor at PS, and with me is PS Managing Editor Jonathan Stein. How about we start with a little bit of background on what's going on in Poland right now.
2: When the uh, PIS, the Law and Justice Party, came back to government and they rule uh, without a coalition partner, they have the majority of parliament, uh, they did so in a very strange way. The leader of the party, Jaroslaw Kaczynski, Uh, didn't take any official position in the government. So Mm -hmm. he is sort of a de facto leader, an Eminence Grise who sits in an office somewhere in Warsaw and pulls all of the strings. (laughs) Uh, And and, and with really uh, no um, institutional mechanisms of accountability. And,
1: Which he's made sure of, right? We, you know,
2: as we've seen from this government, uh, they don't really think very much. Kaczynski doesn't think very much of institutional mechanisms of uh, of accountability, and has been um, eroding them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the latest uh, the latest move this weekend uh, comes with the the Supreme Court, uh, where they the PIS wants to um, enact a, a law that would uh, make it much easier to appoint. Um, Supreme Court justices without any any consultation, uh, particularly with um, the the uh, professional body of judges. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this the, the fear is that as has happened with uh, the media uh, yeah this fits this broader, broader pattern. culture all of the that now the the judiciary is going to be, uh, politicized, which yeah. they've
1: been stacking the constitutional court right. with with loyal judges. I mean, since they came to power,
2: right? You know, this is this is this has been an ongoing process. It's met, at the, uh, particularly in the beginning, it met a lot of um, a lot of resistance. Uh, mm-hmm. You may remember, um, I think last October, uh, tens of thousands of women led protests yeah. uh, in cities throughout Poland against. A, um, a very draconian uh, uh, amendment to the abortion law, which would have basically prohibited all abortion throughout mm-hmm. the country. Uh, and, um, and and it for- actually forced the government to withdraw. But uh, more recently, uh, the government seems to have been making progress on its very uh, uh, socially conservative uh, agenda, which is mixed with um, you know, a kind of, uh, of, of social democratic populism uh, promising more uh, funding for education, more funding for health care, uh, and so forth. Um, it, basically, what a lot of people thought Donald Trump would would try to do some kind of you know Peronist solution where you have you know a very highly concentrated, very centralized uh, government, uh, but offering enough um, social welfare policies. Yeah, to, to keep people, people kind of to keep satisfied. Own,
1: uh, and this is happening, you know, even as as Freedom House, for example, has has dropped Poland's civil liberties rating. Um, Its political rights have have dropped um, the World Press Freedom Index. Poland dropped 29 positions as of last year from the previous year. So, you know, these impacts, the steps that the government is taking, these are, you know, these are very big steps and they're already having huge, you know, concrete impacts. Um, Now the big fear is after Donald Trump's recent visit, which gave a big boost, to um, the government and the ruling party. it was very well received in Poland um, that you know this might you know enable further progress along this road. And that's exactly what we're going to talk to Sherikovsky about. Um, and we mentioned Trump's recent speech, which, as you say in your latest column, seems to have provided a major boost for the government. Um, as you mentioned, just after Trump's election victory, only 13% of polls expected him to be good for the country. After the speech, um, 52% said that uh, the visit would ultimately benefit Poland. So what we want to know, what we want to hear from you is um, why his speech was so successful. How did he manage to resonate so strongly with Poles, including, as you mentioned, much of the opposition?
0: So the the visit was perceived as a success mostly because he confirmed article number 5. If you are a country neighboring Russia, and you have a war uh, in Ukraine, and you know that you could be the next because you were for more than 250 years out of 300 years and uh, last centuries then you can really understand the importance of article number five we're not mm. a spain we're not a portugal we're not a france people never spoke russian in those countries so it we are really sensitive to it just, just to let
2: readers know article five is the nato the north uh, north atlantic treaty provision guaranteeing collective defense an attack on one is an attack against all and until now trump had not Actually endorsed it. In fact, he'd been very critical of NATO. So this is a crucial development for Poland. And you're saying that that's what really, uh, what really, what really um, struck polls as favorable, as re- as resonating uh, with them.
0: Actually, no one expected it, even in Poland. Uh, but Article Number Five confirmed in Warsaw. Uh, it's especially significant, and of course, it's a it's a game be- for Trump because Trump is searching for al- alibi something that would save him in united states but these two games are connected today and for us it it's a good for our security for trump it's good for his uh, situation political situation in poland in in you uh, in usa uh, vis-a-vis uh investigation then is going on against him and Mm -hmm. his family
2: it makes him look tough on uh on on russia but you know just a a follow-up i mean the the, what you're saying is makes sense and of course obviously this will be much better news if trump sticks to his word and uh, and and keeps this commitment and and one never knows with trump but the, you know one of the interesting things when you look when you watch the coverage of the speech on television it really looked like polls were very enthusiastic about Trump. He didn't go to the to the United Kingdom and he still hasn't gone to the United Kingdom and there's no plans because of uh, the the fear that there will be huge protests against him. None of that seemed to happened in Poland where there had been recently quite a lot of resistance to uh, uh, the PIS government and, and, and Kaczynski. Uh, you know, there, was a, a lar- there were large uh, women-led marches throughout uh, Poland last fall uh, that got the government to withdraw a very draconian uh, abortion law. Uh, and, and that didn't seem to happen here. What, what, to what do you attribute that? Why, why, was, why did there not seem to be really any protest against Trump?
0: Well, Trump is not a part of Polish government, and not a member of peace. Uh, and you know, remember, Pol- Poland is most is the most pro-American country, and we have a really good reason for it. Uh, it was USA who helped uh, to Polish opposition, to Polish dissidents, to Solidarity uh, at most, uh, and 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 people remember it. So, um, so and we know that. You know usa has the largest arma army in nato and and it and it is only usa who can really save uh, poland or lithuania or estonia so don't expect large con- uh, large contestation there, large protest against trump or any other american president so this is the this is the simple uh ex- simple explanation
2: uh, at the same time, uh, Trump uh, has been viewed as hostile to the EU, and Poles are uh, not only one of the most pro-American mm-hmm. uh, uh, countries in Europe, but also have traditionally been one of the most pro-EU countries, at least until uh, uh, until recently.
0: That is a very good point. 88% of polls support the idea of Polish accession. Though, remember, Trump didn't say one single word against EU, Germany, or France, uh, and and another thing. Well, there, the, we we have we had not any real uh, protests. We had some, uh, just a little, but we didn't have also any enthusiastic uh, uh, reaction. Two thousand people that were. Uh, taken to this one small square by peace party, 2000 people and like fanatics of the party. It's not like a huge uh, enthusiastic demonstration. It was a nice picture, nice postcard that, that for Trump as a gift and it was a condition from American administration to come to Poland. Uh, but this is this, and only this.
2: The US administration, the, one of the conditions was that they have a friendly crowd in the square.
0: The most important one, of course.
2: That was the most important condition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it seems like um, the in advance of Trump's visit, it seems by what you're saying, that the Polish basically wouldn't resist America, they wanted to hear what he had to say. They might not have been particularly hopeful. Um, But the question now, I guess, as you say, in Trump's speech, he didn't say anything negative about the EU or France or Germany. Um, But as you mentioned in your latest piece as well, um, Trump's antagonistic relationship with the EU and with these EU powers could conceivably um, be somehow damaging for Poland, you know, Poland, as I, I, in your words, um, needs both parents, the U.S. and the EU. So I guess, how do you think tr- the relationship between the U.S. and Poland and the PIS government um, could impact the EU and Poland's relationships with the EU?
0: Well, I don't think it's going to be like a major uh, problem for Poland. The major problem for Poland is the crazy government. Like a really crazy government, something that is unbelievable. And it's really something that is even worse than what you have in Hungary. Because in Hungary, uh, well, you have, at the end of the day, Orban is pragmatic, could be pragmatic. You know, he's a kind of a Western politician speaking English, you know, doing some negotiation with Germany and always uh, supported uh, by Germans, which I don't understand when it goes so far as the anti-Semitic campaign until George Soros. Why Germans accept it? Why EPP still has Fidesz uh, uh, inside in the party? I can't understand it. But anyway, Kaczynski can commit suicide, Uh, unfortunately uh, in the same time killing Polish democracy and killing Polish uh, position uh, in international relation. We can be totally isolated. And of course, America with a a similar government can push us more and more promising uh, security, contracts and, and, and so on and giving this kind of like self-confidence to, to Kaczynski and to the government so they will be even more standing up even more to Brussels, to Berlin, to Paris. And we need Brussels, we need Berlin, we need Paris. In our place in Europe, you can't be nobody's you cannot belong just to, you know, the like three city, three 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 C initiative or any other like uh, you know dream idea we either we're gonna be a part of the west or either we're gonna or we're gonna be a part of of russia this is the only choice tertium non datur in our case
2: you know as you point you pointed out in your piece and it, this seems to be a pattern with trump he makes a foreign trip abroad and it brings, you know, huge amounts of weapons and, you you know, you say that he, they've uh, uh, agreed an $8 billion uh, weapons deal with Poland, which sort of uh, reinforces what you're saying about the promises that, you know, might put a wedge between Poland and the EU. The question I have is, given where things are go- going in Poland, which seems to be just downhill, what should the EU do? The EU seems to be the only sort of external actor that can put any kind of constraints on, on, on Kaczynski and, 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 and the, uh, the PiS government. So what, 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 what steps should, should, uh, should the EU take?
0: Actually, you don't have any real instruments, and this is really strange in the structure. Yeah. You know, we had, a, we had something similar in our history uh, first Republic uh, that uh, that 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 was over uh, and ended up in, with partitions uh, in the end of 18th uh, um, century had the decision making process pretty similar to what you have now in EU, which was liberum veto. So like one 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 member of the parliament, one member of same could veto any initiative this is what you have in the eu so and and unfortunately this one veto can come from poland or hungary so poland and hungary are giving to each other guarantees of total freedom in this des- destroying anything so so there is there is no instrument you know there is no law for example to to stop uh, giving uh, Poland uh, European funds you can't do it maybe in future but even in future if you want to change the law about the European budget you still need to have a uh, agreement with Polish government so they can send commissions they can you know dialogue uh, with mm-hmm. Polish government they can like watch and say with a concern that's what the message mm-hmm. comes uh, and and unfortunately like uh, they are totally impotent um that that's it so, but the problem is for Poland that well we don't have a euro we don't, don't want to cooperate uh in uh, solving the refugee crisis we have uh, our economy still uh, an energetics based on coal which is not something that EU wants to do still wants to continue so the only initiative that we could join was the common defense uh policy and the common defense policy in eu is based on the cooperation of uh, of in of the armed industries of weapon industries mm-hmm. and buying things not from france not from germany but only from usa that is breaking even this last uh, possible cooperation last possible integration so you know so it's you know the situation is getting really bad because for Germans or for for friends, for friends it could be like well poles again just came back to you know to the historic, historical standard and historical standard is that you know you cannot cooperate with poles. this country always was on peripheries and will be in peripheries again.
2: Okay, so what you're saying, Slavomir, is basically that the only thing that the EU can do is deplore what's going on in Poland in the strongest possible terms. In other words, it can't really do anything. Uh, and what's going on in Poland right now it just seems to be getting a lot worse. And I, I, So I'd like you to, to, to address what's happening now. And uh, if the EU can't do anything, are there um, sources of resistance within Poland? Uh, that are that are likely to uh, uh, to succeed
0: what i have said until now was very pessimistic because it was uh, about what european union can do but the major thing is what poles uh, can do and poles are not russians poles are not hungarians kaczynski never had major majority of support in any uh idea when he dis- when he destroyed constitutional court majority of polls uh w- in public polls w- w- were against him and in, in all the initiatives so so he knows that next election uh he will lose even if he's leading in public polls but it's not the, the, the it's not like he never had figures of uh, fidesz or any other party so he's very afraid of people on the streets of ngos or of the cooperation of opposition and opposition is is still strong especially if they cooperate we have a people on the streets because after the trump visit kaczynski realized that it's a success and it's a middle of vacation so it's the best moment for him to 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 subordinate courts especially supreme court that approves the result of election okay so he passed three laws one uh the 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 national chamber of judiciary that uh nominates judges he wants to subordinate to the minister of justice uh, and also he wants to cancel the term of office of every judge in Supreme Court which is just unbelievable even in Russia or in Hungary it went more gradual way okay so polls went on the streets and we had thousands of peoples in every cities uh, in every city yesterday what's gonna happen I don't know but I'm sure that Poland polls will stand up and finally uh, will um will will really challenge kaczynski and I'm, I'm, I, I would give him two more years uh, because really like we have a huge tradition of resistance uh kaczynski plays like a soviet uh, uh, leader but there is no soviet union anymore on the borders so i'm still an optimist
2: Well, as we know from uh, Polish history, resistance often takes a long time. Let's hope that it doesn't take so long this time. I think we are going to have to uh, wrap it up there, Slavomir.
1: Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Okay, well, that's our show for today. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to rate and review our podcast and subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Talk to you again soon.